With the 2024 legislative session right around the corner, we're beginning to highlight what advocacy groups will be pushing for in the Capitol. And now we're turning our attention to the environmental movement and specifically the priorities of the NY Renews Coalition, which advocates for climate policy on behalf of environmental justice, community, faith, and labor organizations. And we're joined in the Capitol Press Room by NY Renews Executive Director, Stefan Adel. Welcome to the show, Stefan. Thank you for having me, Dave. Well, before we turn our attention to 2024, I'm curious about 2023 and whether you think in terms of legislative and budget actions addressing climate change, there were any big wins out of Albany. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, as it often is. Right. We look back at the last year and we did see some steps forward in the budget and early in session with the passage of versions of the All Electric Buildings Act and the EPRA with our key focus on budget every year with the creation of the Climate Action Fund. But we see a lot that still needs to be done and a lot of concerns that we're taking small steps at a moment where the climate emergency continues to get worse. 2023 also saw really devastating effects of climate change that have continued to get worse, right? The constant smoke from wildfires, the impacts of climate change right here at home with sea level rise, hotter summer than ever before, extreme weather, disasters, health impacts. You know, it's been a year that really drove home how much of the climate crisis is here now and how much it's impacting our communities. And we want to see that effort stepped up, right? We took some steps last year as a state, and we're really grateful to all of the folks who advocated and fought for that with us and at the state government level. But there's a lot more that has to be done. Well, let's look to the future. And in 2024, you're asking for at least $1 billion to be invested into so-called shovel-ready projects. Where are you looking to see that money go? Yeah, we're looking to see all sorts of projects go around the state. And we'd like to see it go through the Climate Action Fund that was created last year. You know, we we fought uh, as a movement, not just New Yorker News, to make sure that we're not just spending more money, but we're spending it smart. Uh, that we're attaching labor standards and responsible contracting standards so that the state can ensure that we are getting the best for our money and that we're getting real improvements for people. And so we have legislative priorities this year, but a core piece of that, of our climate jobs and justice package, is calling for a billion dollars as a jumpstart or a kickstart for the climate expansion that we're going to have to make on a people's climate budget. And so we've been talking uh, with community groups and communities, local folks around the state for the last year. And we identified a billion dollars just over of projects that people are confident that if money came out from the state level this year, we can move forward. And some of these folks are trying to get funding from the state already. Some of them are trying to get federal funding. But we know that we can actually have an impact in people's lives that they can see moving forward on climate if we put the money on the streets. And so this ranges from solar panels to energy efficiency, to public health measures, to resiliency, to making schools safer when disasters strike and also when weather is just extreme or day to day. And there are lots of things that communities know they can do and that they need to do and that they just don't have access to the money for under the current system. And so we figured out a billion dollars of those projects. We know we're going to need a lot more in the long run. But if we can get that money out the door in 2024, folks really across the state in every part of the state will see that benefit and see what we can be doing if we're willing to prioritize this. 
Well, I want to go back to something you mentioned, this idea of the Climate Action Fund, which is supposed to be maybe the, the vessel for these appropriations we're talking about. What exactly is the Climate Action Fund? Yeah, so the state has created in the budget last year a Climate Action Fund. It's some ways it's analogous to the existing Environmental Protection Fund and lots of other state funds that exist. And, and it, the law that passed says that we create the Climate Action Fund. It has several accounts in it. And that any money generated as a result of regulations from the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, the state's landmark climate law, would go into that fund. And it says very generally how that money has to be used on climate funds. It makes that process accountable to the legislature, to the people, and, it, and transparent. But it also attaches labor and community benefit standards, right? It requires that those jobs be done well and be done where possible by union labor. It requires them to consider what the benefits to communities are. And then it splits the money up essentially into three pots, one focused on significantly reducing emissions with climate action uh, account, one specifically to reduce the cost impact of the transition and of already rising energy prices on consumers, and a smaller pot specifically to help small businesses uh, who are impacted by energy and use energy bills or are trade exposed become more energy efficient and address the climate crisis. And is there any money in this fund right now, say, to pay for a billion dollars in projects? No. That was what we didn't get last year. <laughs> At the moment, the legislature last year essentially didn't increase spending. The governor didn't increase spending on climate um, really at all, despite things getting worse. Um, we did win this structure. And so this year, what we need is the governor to step up and actually put money from the general fund into this budget. A lot of what they're hoping to do is raise money with new revenue measures down the road, uh, hopefully I think that after an election year, um, when uh, when we're looking at a really complex budget this year where we don't know how much money is going to come in in general revenue, and we're hoping to have you know new revenue coming in for climate down the road from the governor's proposed cap trade and invest program. Um, and our point is we can't wait, right? We should have put money into it last year. This is the opportunity to do that. And we can do that as a state. In addition to the $1 billion in projects, you're also looking for the governor to include a community-directed climate solutions grant sub-account as part of this action fund that we're talking about. What exactly do you envision with this sub-account? Yeah. I mean, this is something our members, uh, grassroots groups, community groups have really been calling for from the beginning of our coalition, which is that communities, whether they're, you know, in the South Bronx or out the tip of Suffolk up in the North country, they know what they need and they know what climate funds should be doing to, to address what's going on there, whether that's in the peak North of the Adirondacks or whether it's in downtown Manhattan. And, and the problem is that the solutions that the state is focused on are very centrally controlled. And so we believe that by shifting some of those resources to be directed by community groups, by local governments, by tribal councils, by unions, to projects that they identify in their local area, that we can have a huge impact, not just on emissions reduction, but on really giving communities a role in driving the transition we need. 
and so what we've called for is that the language that was passed last year allows funds to be used for community-directed projects, but it doesn't specifically direct any money to that, and it doesn't require that that be one of the things that's done. And so we're calling on the governor and the legislature to clarify, right, whether they create a new fund within it or whether they just clarify the language to make clear this is an expectation and not just an option. Well, given the breadth and scope of the climate crisis, wouldn't it make more sense to have all of the decisions be centrally located so that uh, a statewide focus can be utilized and that we're not duplicating efforts so that we're considering the whole picture as opposed to uh, addressing the various needs of a community where things might have overlap or, or might not necessarily be for the largest benefit? Yeah, I mean, I think one answer is it's not either or, right? We can and should do both of those things. And at the moment, we're only doing one of them. And to be honest, we're struggling to do it well. We also know that we get different solutions when we ask communities what they need and when we tell them at the state level. And that when we focus, as we have, on systems that are quote-unquote efficient, um, that are driven by the state, we know some communities are left out. We know the impact of that is beneficial to those who can most access already resources. And that the, the logic of the state at that top level is complementary of local initiatives, but it does not replace them. And so it's not either or. We need 10, 15 billion dollars invested every year. We're just saying that part of that formula needs to be a billion, two billion, whatever that number ends up being, invested directly in communities so they can decide. And part of that is because, again, we know who's going to be left out, right? We know who is being left out because the statewide initiatives have to have formulas, have to have an approach that works statewide. It doesn't necessarily work for every community. And, and doing those two at the same time is really proven to be effective, right? We see that in a whole series of other ways, whether it's for block grants or participatory budgeting, but that also it builds community capacity, it builds community focus, and it brings people into that process in a way we need if we're going to make this transition happen. So another priority you have for 2024 is this idea of addressing pre-energy measures. Can you explain what that means and the role of creating a gap fund to address this part of the process? Yeah, this is actually something advocates and businesses and state have been talking about and working on and piloting for a long time. And we've had successful pilot programs. What we haven't had is the state step up and really invest in it. Um, I worked on energy efficiency for a long time, working with contractors and with advocates. And when we look around New York State, one thing that characterizes our state is we have a lot of old buildings, right? Whether that's NYCHA housing, whether it's old homes, beautiful old homes in Syracuse or the North Country or the Southern Tier, whether it's homes that were built in the 50s that are falling down because they weren't really thought through in the long All of those homes have one thing in common, that they need repairs, and often those repairs actually preclude moving forward with things like solar panels or battery storage or energy efficiency, because either making those upgrades happen without doing the repairs wouldn't be safe or effective. For example, you can't air seal a home that has mold issues and moisture issues, right? You make it less safe if you, you can't put a, a solar panel on the roof if the roof is in bad shape. 
And so there hasn't ever been in New York funding actually for those measures that have to get done to allow you to move forward into the new energy economy that affect people's health, they affect their comfort, they affect their home's value. But we currently leave it up to individuals to try and figure out where that comes from. And that, again, means that only those people who have access to a home equity loan or who are homeowners and have the resources to do it can fully participate in those state programs. The creation of the GAP Fund is really a means that we've seen work to say, okay, where there's a project or an improvement that needs to be made in order to participate safely and effectively in other state programs related to energy, let's put the money into that. And whether that is part of the funding for that measure or the whole thing, having something there would be a tremendous step forward for the state. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Uh, we've been speaking with Stefan Adel. They're the executive director of the NY Renews Coalition. Stefan, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit CapitalPressRoom.org to contact our underwriting team. Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.